0: Hi everyone, so a lot has happened since we recorded this week's episode, namely the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and we just felt like we needed to add something into the beginning of the episode to address that.
1: It's hard to really even put into words how scary this situation is. As someone who has had an abortion, as many of you know, if you listen to the Juno episode and advocates for everyone to be able to have a shame-free choice, this hits close to home, as I'm sure it does for a huge portion of the population and likely for a huge portion of all of you who are listening. Every child deserves to be wanted, loved, and prepared for. Every pregnant person should be able to decide what's best for their lives, their health, and their body. And we just wanted to make it extremely clear that we at Sleepover Cinema are pro-choice and are disgusted by what our country has come to.
0: We're including links to various abortion funds and reproductive health organizations in this week's episode description. These funds will go directly to assisting those who will need to travel out of state for abortion care.
1: Thank you, as always, for enduring the hellscape of these past few years with us in your ears. We hope you enjoyed this week's extremely light episode and we love you all. Welcome to Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who are perpetually healing their bad nose job. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach.
0: We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Tuping Productions, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them.
1: We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are?
0: Today we are talking about 2005's Bratz Rock Angels.
1: Oh, my nose. And it's so good.
0: No way am I gonna let Verdine and the Tweevils destroy my dream again! You mean our dream, Cool Cat! Don't tell anyone I lost the tickets!
1: They'll have to hang me by my thumbs and force me to use generic shampoo. So Snap out of it! I'm just hanging out with my friends those misfits you just don't get them you royal jerk <laughs> hi audrey hi we're together again Yep, and this week gonna be stupid. Yes, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is gonna be stupid, and we hope you're ready for that because we covered none other than Bratz Rock Angels.
0: Yes, but we'll have a moment of non stupidity because Joey, who has been on the pod before mm, for Jennifer's body, yes, um, they're going to enlighten us about. The Bratz franchise and Bratz Rock Angels specifically.
1: Yes. So um, you have that to look forward to.
0: This week's hot take, I forget who it's from, but it's probably Sarah. Probably. Um, And it is, what is the best commercial from the early 2000s or basically our childhood? I can think of like... Five different jingles off the top of my head that are really memorable. Everybody remembers Reese's Puffs.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs,
1: Drizzle <laughs> with chocolate flavor. flavor. Yeah, yeah, That I was don't know if a good. It's drizzled, one. but in my mind, it's drizzled. Um, the mac and cheese ones. Oh, when he dove into the pool of mac and cheese.
0: Yeah. Oh, I just remembered another one. Um. Well, there was a song also for the.
1: I for the mac and cheese. one line that I think of. What was it? When you knew news your
0: noodle-oni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah,
1: I don't know what the With words Jesus were. With Cheezosaurus Rex. Yeah. That's it. He's the one that dives into the pool of mac and cheese. It's
2: Cheezosaurus oh, Rex. From the sandcastle-oni, surfers
0: on the ocean on the, to the cool
2: rock-a-loni, dancing to the rade-oni. Now on. Oh.
0: I just remembered another one though, Littlest Pet Shops. Yes. Who's got the. Who's got littlest pet, littlest pet shops, and
1: that? Yes.
2: Who's got the sweetest, neatest, littlest Pets, littlest pet shops. Who's got the.
0: Very topical. Bratz commercials and Barbie commercials, yes. specifically the Barbie commercials that were in tandem with the movie releases. The most intense jingles I've ever heard in my life. Like what? I I don't know them, but th- I'm going to play them because they're insane. Lovely golden crown. Hair tumbling down. And a sparkling gown. She shook princess Barbie. Like, uh, yeah. we've talked about it before. Yes. They're like words sung to a, a not the beat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, It yeah, like, yeah, does yeah.
1: not really work. Do you remember the commercial for that rainbow thing where it was like a black board and then you had like that little scraper? And it made yeah. rainbows. I thought that thing was sweet. Not because mm-hmm. of a jingle, but just because of what it was. Commercial. Yes. Bratz commercials might be the best. Girl, party with a passion? Hey Kobe. You wanna dance? Eatin. Oh you boys. So
2: bratz. Wicked. Party with a passion. Bye bye boys. Slumber party with a passion. A passion
0: for fashion. Yeah. Boys, brats, and accessories, each sold separately. There was a rubric of, like, scoring commercials. Bratz hits, like, every category. Yeah, definitely Production design, jingle, subject
1: matter, like, everything. Yes. Brevity. (laughs) Packing a big punch in a small amount of time. Well, that's very convenient for this episode. Okay. Bratz Rock Angels was released on October 4th, 2005, and was not rated because it went direct-to-home video. It was directed by David Mucci Fassett. And I obviously looked at his uh, his body of work, and primarily he's had a lot of gigs in the art department of various TV shows. But he also directed a lot of The Proud Family, like over twenty episodes of The Proud Family. This was his first Bratz venture. But he continued to cover all of Bratz's, like, home media through 2013. And then he did The Adventures of Puss in Boots. But within his jobs in art departments, he worked on, uh, well, he's currently working on The New Proud Family. Other things he's worked on include Leapfrog, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Clifford, Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Lab, Droopy Master Detective, and The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. So he was deep in that Cartoon Network life. The screenplay was written by Peggy Nickel, and she wrote for Word Girl, The New Adams Family, and Sweet Valley High and also Daria. I think she might have created Daria and wrote a ton of it, which I thought was really interesting. Um it's like a very like dry alt cartoon sort of. On IMDb there was extremely little information about like the production. Like there were no producers listed. There were like major characters not even listed on IMDb, so I had to like cobble some shit together. The movie was obviously produced by MGA Entertainment, but it was like really made by Mike Young Productions. And they've done like a ton of, um, this sounds really mean, but sort of like C-list animated productions, including But Ugly Martians, if you remember that show, which always made me uncomfortable. Okay, so this synopsis.
0: Bratz Rock Angels follows the adventures of the popular female characters as they travel. Well, okay. female. <laughs> Interesting. As they travel to the United Kingdom in order to become rock stars, all the while keeping up their successful magazine. That's not that's not at all Right.
1: So I, what I actually pulled three different synopses because they all kind of tell a slightly different version. Yeah. So if you want to read the second one.
0: Okay, the second one is magazine entrepreneurs Yasmin, Chloe, Jade, and Sasha travel to London to cover a rock concert. I had no idea that was Tia Maori.
1: Oh, the cast is like what the interesting, heck? Okay. honestly. There's other people that will have you very surprised. Um, okay, and then this is like the big one. I think that this one might have been from Letterboxd. The Bratz girls have hit upon the perfect way to express themselves and their styling creativity by starting up their own magazine. Yasmin, Chloe, Jade, and Sasha are in for some fashion forward adventure when their first task at the MAG is to fly to London to cover a super hot rock concert. Kind of wrong. Unfortunately, rival journalists from Your Thing magazine have gotten the same idea. Mean spirited editor Birdine Maxwell and her evil interns, twins Kirsty and Casey, happen to show up right when the Brad's girls lose their passes to the show. Coincidence? Probably not. But now the girls have to find another way to get in, and they realize the only way they can get access is to become a rock band themselves. It's time to rock out and save the mag, all in a day's work for these hip chicks.
0: Did I think that Burdine, like, I thought the twins were her daughters,
1: but they're not? No. Oh. They're her interns. But they really seem like they, they would seem, be her daughters. Yeah, and that
0: would make complete sense.
1: Even that synopsis is a little wrong. It's like the super streamlined version.
0: Mm, absolutely no taglines. I mean, that Probably isn't true in terms of the dolls. Like there's got to be on some packaging yes. somewhere like
1: like Rock on or like yeah. Angels Rock yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. But okay, let's get into this cast. There are some interesting twists and turns in this cast. I had to cobble this from multiple resources including behindthevoiceactors.com. And interestingly, most of the leads in this movie continue to be like the definitive voice for each character throughout like all of their direct-to-home media. First of all, we have Olivia Hack as Chloe. Olivia Hack was in Sammy, the Brady Bunch movie. She was Tylee in Avatar, which I can't remember who that is, but I'm sure I would remember if I saw a picture. Uh, She was in Gilmore Girls. She was a voice in Hey Arnold, Jungle Movie, and she was a voice in the TV show. And she was also Picard's kid in Star Trek The Next Generation, which obviously I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I had to include that. Next up, we have Tia mowry hardick as Sasha. Yes, the Tia of Tia and Tamara. Best known for Sister Sister, The Real, and Twitches, which we have to do soon. Yeah, probably Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Next up, we have Soleil Moon Fry as Jade. And she's kind of best known for being the voice of Zoe in The Proud Family. But she also was Roxy in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Wild Horses, Pumpkinhead 2, and Punky Brewster. She was not Roxy in all those productions. She was in those productions. I'm pretty sure she's white. I looked up if she's white. And the internet said yes. Jade is like... The Asian character of the franchise. Okay, so then the next actor is Dion Kwan, and she was the voice of Yasmin, and she was the voice of Trixie Tang in The Fairly Odd Parents. She was also like a borderline racist Asian character in Wild Thornberries. She was also Kimmy Finster in uh Rugrats. So I just found it interesting that she was the voice of Yasmin, who is like canonically Latina, but she seems to have been like the go-to voice actress for Asian characters in this era. But I just thought it was interesting that she was like in this cast, but not in like the role that she normally would be playing. I just thought that was interesting. Okay, next up we have Kaylee Cuoco as Kirstie. Um, She is Penny on The Big Bang Theory. She was in The Wedding Planner, Eight Simple Rules. She was Harley Quinn on The Harley Quinn TV show. She was also in Brandy and Mr. Whiskers as Brandy. But
0: and if you insurance. are currently up to date with her, she is in the flight attendant and that's a really oh, good show.
1: Oh, I'm not.
0: She's um I never really knew about her or cared about her until that show <laughs> and now I kind of do. You know yeah. who else is in it? Who? Zasha.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love her. So then last but not least, we have Lacey Chabert as Casey. And I had to like scrounge to find her uh, credit in this, which I thought was surprising. Um, But obviously she's best known as being Gretchen in Mean Girls, but just a few other credits. She was in Lost in Space, Not Another Teen Movie, Black Christmas, Young Justice, Shimmer and Shine, Transformers Rescue Bots. Uh, She was Megan Family Guy, but only for 14 episodes. And then she was the sole voice of Eliza Thornberry. Like, Mm -hmm. that was her role, which I didn't realize. Um, And she was in Party of Five when she was, like, a child. Budgets.
0: We're not going to know that information. We did not figure that out. It's hard when these movies are created by corporations, like, not individuals. Yeah. Or not even production, not even film production companies. They're made through larger corporations that do yeah. other things they like
1: contract a weird animation company yeah. to make their shit for them i did try to look up the um like overall gross of how the Bratz rock angels line like how it did but i couldn't even find that but obviously Bratz were huge at the time and again we'll come back to that because we have joey as our expert guest on that subject but let's get into um the critical and audience opinions for Bratz rock angels
0: there are no actual critics, of course, <laughs> um, but the audience score was 79% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has 3.7 <laughs> stars on Letterboxd, which is just people trolling, like yeah, 100% <laughs> people trolling. Um, and then we've got a few audience opinions. The first one is a five-star rating and they say, Roxy is rocking hot to me. <laughs> and the second person... In all caps with three exclamation points. Yeah, and the second person also rated it 5 stars. My daughter is big time into Brats right now. Me personally, I could do without, but for her
1: anything.
0: <laughs> um and then a half a star rating and they say I think everyone can agree that this line of books, toys, movies, etc. should just be renamed
1: I'll just get Sean to bleep it.
0: (laughs) And then finally, we've got a 4.5 star review. Bratz Rock Angels, the only grills with a passion for fashion.
1: For fashion. (laughs) The Rotten Tomatoes review section of this movie was just like truly a goldmine. And then these are some tweets that I found. I took psychic damage hearing a white guy say Bratz Rock Angels was boring. We got, the only reason I know Sussex is a real place is because of Bratz Rock Angels. Revisited the Bratz Rock Angels album and why did it kind of serve? I agree. And then, okay, this one's interesting and I sent this to Joey. Is there a particular, okay, this is more about just like Bratz Rock Angels in general. Is there a particular reason why gay dudes sometimes are like, lol, more misogynistic than straight dudes? Last night I experienced being called inherently disgusting because I'm a woman in a doll group. And harassed in DMs because I said I don't like the new Bratz Rock Angels. <laughs> and throughout that whole thing, there's a lot of upside down smiley faces. Um, which I uh, sent that to Joey and was like, what do you think?
0: Um, and they're in doll groups.
1: Yeah, they're very much in doll groups, as you will hear them explain in this blurb. Um, okay, so for our cultural context about Bratz Rock Angels, um, let's pass it off to Joey and then... Afterwards, we can talk about our brats' experience. Here's our message from field correspondent expert Joey
2: Donatelli. Hi guys, my name is Joey. And for those of you who don't know me, I am a freelance graphic designer. I actually did the merchandise design for the Over Cinema podcast, which I love. I love how it came out. But aside from my freelance design work, I'm actually also a TikToker. I make toy TikToks primarily about Bratz, Monster High and Rainbow High. I love dolls. I had a Bratz themed birthday party last year for my 25th. So when Audrey and Hannah asked me to do a small synopsis about the Bratz line and specifically the Rock Angels, I couldn't say no. As a quick backstory, the Bratz were released in 2001 by MGA as a direct competitor to the Barbie brand. They were actually designed and developed by at the time Mattel employee Carter Bryant, and they became an immediate overnight success. They immediately caught the attention of that very elusive tween teen crowd that doll manufacturers have always had a hard time capturing. And they did that um, through the contemporary edginess of the Bratz. And immediately we began to see Barbie become regarded as a baby doll. She was more for younger kids and the Bratz became more popular for older kids, which is great. Because Carter was technically still an employee of Mattel at the time of his conception of the Bratz line, Um, Even though he was on leave, Mattel has very, or at the time had very specific ownership rights over employee ideas. Basically everything you came up with on or off the clock was owned by Mattel. After they became, after the Bratz became such a competitor to Barbie, a great legal battle ensued between Mattel and MGA with Mattel alleging that they actually owned the Bratz brand. If you wanted to find out more information about Carter or the legal battle specifically, I would highly urge you to check out You Don't Own Me by Orly Lobel. It is so good, it's so informative, and it really dives deep into the whole situation a lot more, you know, like intensely. And there's actual corporate espionage in there, which is really, unexpected and very entertaining, which we love. Thankfully, however, at the end of that entire dispute, it was ruled that MGA actually does own the Bratz brand. And from there, after that, they ended up coming back with the Bratz at various spots with various levels of success. Um, In 2010, they brought them back with varied proportions that didn't do great. In 2015, they brought them back with like a whole cutesy aesthetic that really didn't do great. And then 2018, I believe they had a designer collection with Hayden Williams, which looked gorgeous, but there were quality control issues. So those weren't really received as well either, unfortunately, but they did look more similar to the original dolls from 2001, which was a step in the right direction. Fast forwarding to last year, 2021, it's the 20th anniversary of the Bratz dolls and MJ has decided to release reproductions of the original four characters. We love that. This is a original Jade. She's my favorite character. She's so pretty. You know, there she is in her box. There's the back of the box. And then here is the 20th anniversary reproduction. They're very similar. The old one has a bit more of a sultry look in her eye and the new one has more of a doe-eyed look in her screening, but for the most part, they're so similar and they're gorgeous and I love them. MJ has only, you know, continued to do this and they've given us more reproductions and specifically they gave us Rock Angels. For the video viewers, here she is up close. Her screening is really, really pretty. I love her makeup. Um, Her little belly button ring there is really, really cool. Just, I very much understand why these dolls were so popular during their original run. So released in 2005, the Bratz Rock Angels included the original four girls plus Rock and although the Bratz had many an expansion during their run, the Rock Angels line is heavily regarded by fans as one of the most popular. There was actually a huge range of home decor items, electronics, accessories, things that were very specifically Rock Angels that to me just feels pretty well because yeah, it wasn't unheard of for Bratz to put out like not dull merchandise to coincide with their lines to promote them. But it's very clear to me that just even from the small sampling of Rock Angels merchandise that we have here, that they got the five-star treatment for the line without a doubt. With their return, MJ has actually opted to market the dolls to a more adult collector audience, i.e. people who have grown up with them, rather than to children as a playline. Even though they're now called adult collector dolls, they're still being put out at playline quality with playline quality control issues sometimes with that adult collector price point, which sucks. But with that being said, now that they're marketing to more so adults than kids, it gives them a lot more opportunity, you know, for freedom within their concepts. They actually just had their first Pride collection with their very first same-sex doll couple, which is obviously amazing. And with that, I really hope that MJ finds a way to kind of reintegrate the Bratz line back into the Playline sphere. I know they can do it. All of their other doll lines are very successful in that way. And, you know, I would just love for a whole new generation of kids to discover the Bratz dolls and, you know, have fun with them like we did. But Anyways, I'm so happy to be back and thank you very much for having me back. And, you know, go brats, I guess. <laughs> if you guys want to find my TikToks, you can find them at Joey Sunny D on TikTok. Or if you want to look at my design work, you can find that at Instagram at Joey Sunny Design. Bye, guys.
1: Joey, thank you as always for providing the facts on um, all of our most beloved doll lines. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> the herstory. The herstory runs
0: deep. As far as this movie, we did not watch it as children because we didn't have it. We had the Nintendo game and I played it. I don't know that you ever played I it. I played it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't a good game. It followed the plot of the movie exactly. I know. I was surprised by that. And it uses the dialogue. Like, it. it there are no, lib- no liberties were taken from the movie to the game.
1: We didn't have the Bratz Rock Angels dolls, but... They like, I don't know what order all this came out in, but there was the Bratz twin pack and there was Roxy and Phoebe. And we had that. And I'm not sure what came first because Roxy is like the Isabella of the Lizzie McGuire movie equivalent at the very end of Bratz Rock Angels. And then, the yeah, the pirate outfits are randomly in the middle of Bratz Rock Angels.
0: Well, they they had to have been from Bratz Rock Angels. I think we just didn't know. No, they were like pirate branded dolls. Oh, yeah. But it's the same outfits in the movie. It's very possible that they are animating outfits on Bratz in this movie that aren't Bratz Rock Angels outfits. Oh yeah, they're just outfits that just existed outfits. in the past.
1: Yeah. Well, which also makes sense because it's all just a commercial. Yeah. Like that. That is it. it is to sell items. Yes. We loved brats. We had a lot of them. I feel like we've talked about our brats' lives kind of a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of shocking, honestly, that we were allowed to have them just because they are so inherently slutty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really are. Well, which is funny, too, because they're, like, not slutty in the movie, like, at all.
0: No, but that's because they look like that. Imagine if they looked like that and, and were we're on slutty. top of it. Like, like, I feel like Barbie... Barbie dolls look way less slutty, but they have all these romance plot lines that like go further because I guess you're right. It just right.
1: doesn't look I so guess you're right. scandalous. Yeah. They're very wholesome interpersonally in brats. Yeah. At least back then.
0: I don't know if it's true. Joey would know better than we do, but like, I feel like the market for brats now is mostly. Older
1: people. Yeah, they say say that in the... Yeah, like it's not necessarily so popular with children anymore. Yeah. What Joey has told me, because we talk about dolls like kind of a lot, is that it's now been converted into like a collector's line versus a play line. Yeah, totally. Um, Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. I have this one doll that Joey sent me because they get so many dolls and she's up there. She's like this really fancy mermaid doll that's made by the same people that make brats. That would be hard to play with. Her hair is so long. You couldn't play with that Yeah, it would be like too much responsibility. Yeah, that's for display. Truly. The outfit is, like, beautiful and perfect, though. But we did, like,
0: make full-on soap operas with our Bratz dolls. Yes, we did. And I, I'm not going to, like, expose us that thoroughly, but I will probably put video over this. Just,
1: just you all, definitely Something should. that's tame. <laughs> yes. And also, <laughs> let me just say, the Pride Bratz dolls were not the first canonically gay Bratz dolls. No. At least not in our... World. And in no, probably,
0: I'm sure there are tons of kids out there who making their breaths be prob-
1: Probably. Definitely. I mean, think of who played with brats. Yeah. <laughs> the beaches and suntan skin. It all means that it's summer. Summer 2009 is here. So, what are we gonna do this summer, guys? I have an idea. Ooh, 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 me. Okay, you're like totally ruining my vibe. Can you please just move somewhere else, Bertha? We just had prom guy, yeah, brats man, and we made him gay. <laughs> we made him gay, and then we had Ken dolls that we retrofitted to also be gay. But none of
0: them, <laughs> yeah, none of them were even suitable because I feel like the Ken dolls look way older. Like well, the that way was, that we played why it was with their them, parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the way we played with them. It
1: wasn't. There
0: were no eligible men for any of the brats, the female brats No, which is so funny. Yeah.
1: It was like life imitates art, imitates life of our entire childhoods. Yeah. On one of those Ken dolls, I like drew a bunch of tattoos, like for the sake of the story. Like he had like paw prints on both of his pecs. (laughs) It was good. Um... We did. We were really creative with our Brad's yeah. uh, movie You'll making. See the sets, like the production value is high. We had never seen Brad's Rock Angels until now. Okay, well, if you want to watch this movie, it's on YouTube. Not behind a paywall. You can just watch it. They on don't YouTube. care because again, it's selling products. Yes, they don't care. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll take our little break now, and when we come back, we will discuss our findings. Everyone, we are back, and it is time to talk about Bratz Rock Angels from 2005, animated to be viewed exclusively in your home?
0: I mean, right off the bat, something I did not anticipate is like a frame story. I know. Same. (laughs) Because at first I was like, okay, so they're already rock angels. I was like, why are we coming in at the
1: end? Like what's going on? I wrote that in too. I said, okay, we're dropped in. They're rock stars. We're going with them. And
0: the way they all just stand around and play an air guitar in weirdly spaced. Yep. (laughs) Like they're like weirdly spaced yeah.
1: out. It's so funny. It's very video game NPC. Like they're just kind of standing around.
0: Yeah. In terms of quality of animation, I just, we we could talk about that for probably the entire second half, but. yeah,
1: Their hair you know. looks nice. They look like dolls. They really look like dolls. It
0: just looks unfinished. Yeah. Because it, it, it is. I mean, yeah. they're not concerned with perfection. That's not what this they is about. They don't care about textures and lighting. No. No. They're also not afraid to break the fourth wall in this animated film.
1: No, they're not.
0: It's like strange because that sort of film technique is often used in live action films and it works a lot better in live action films. And I could try to articulate why, but I think the main reason as far as this movie is concerned is that you can't aesthetically tell a difference between when they are in silly mode and when they are in real world you know what i mean yeah yeah so like when it happens you're just like is this happening or is this not happening because it all looks crazy yes
1: so it's like it's not breaking the fourth wall as much but like when she shrinks down for no reason you're like or like when dylan blows away (laughs) it's like is this Is this diegetic or non-diegetic shrinking (laughs) and blowing away?
0: I thought it was really funny that the front desk lady of the hotel was like shopping for boots. Yeah. I was so confused about that. Um, They're like, this is the most happening hotel in London. And then then they go in and the front desk lady, you can see her computer screen and there's boots on it. (laughs) What year did Cheetah Girls 2 come out?
1: I literally wrote the Um, same thing.
0: So I mean, okay, technically, technically Bratz did it at first, beat them to the punch. But but also it's the same plot
1: as Cheetah Girls one.
0: Yeah, except in a different except way. Cheetah Girls actually commits to that plot and is actually exploring that plot right. of like when friends
1: meet foreign men and fall in love with them. That's Cheetah Girls too. Well,
0: 2. yeah, that's Cheetah Girls too, but just like tension in the group and then how they deal with that and how they yes, like that's not really what yes Bratz Rock Angels is about. Per se. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It also is kind of like the classic blueprint for girl group movies. Like I think about Dream Girls and like similar stuff. That's always how it... It's always like the team falling apart, you know? Yeah. But they're only falling apart for like 20 minutes in this movie.
0: It just moves at lightning speed, which I appreciate. Yes. Um, If it moved any slower, I couldn't
1: get through it. Yeah, we both watched it at 1.25 speed per Audrey's recommendation. Yeah,
0: I mean... And it doesn't even change your experience. Like 1.25 speed is slow enough that you can still understand what they're saying, but fast enough that it's over faster. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And did you recognize that song? Pretty and punk. Pretty and Punk. I didn't recognize it. Yeah, they used that song in the shopping montage in both the live-action Bratz movie and
1: this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they got those rights and we're just running with them.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, it's their song, I think. Pretty and Punk. Like, I think it's it's like a Bratz their song. song. Okay, yeah. got it. The the final song, by the way, pretty good. It's actually. really good. Like, I already forget what it is, though. Same. It's original, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But it was good. so good. It's so good. Dancing on the air, it feels so good. Nothing can come back.
1: Cause the beat in our heart is the beat of the charge Like a spotlight, we're cutting
0: fair. It feels so good. Shining here in front of you. The Simon Cowell
1: Byron whatever thing. Byron Cowell.
0: I think it was Cowell again. I think it was Cowell yeah, too. That's it, what I wrote down. It was Byron Cowell. And um, they're like trying to explain to the audience that this person clearly is Simon Cowell, but without saying it. They're
1: like the mean judge from America rocks <laughs> or like whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he... He used to be um in so many things, like remember Shrek and stuff. Yeah. He his identity, except that was actually him because it was his yes. voice. But he was so in the culture back then. Yeah. More than all of the
1: American Idol judges were are, but I would say more than
0: Paula and Randy. They were all there, but yeah. like Simon was like
1: the one. Because he dared to make good TV. He dared to be say. mean
0: publicly. Yes, yes. He definitely did. Every week. Yep. And then, oh, yeah, I didn't know that Roxy origin... I still don't know if Roxy originates in this movie, but I didn't know that she would be
1: introduced at the last second. I only knew it was coming because of looking at the synopsis. Yeah. Um, Seems like she does. Yeah. This movie has so many elements in it that remind me of other things like you got your cheetah girls you got your Lizzie McGuire movie not only in the fact that there's like a random celebrity at the end like celebrity woman at the end but also because of being betrayed by a love interest and also because Cameron is her gordo yeah 100% Mm -hmm. um which I just thought was funny
0: doesn't it always seem like in all the brat stuff that Somehow Yasmin is kind of the main character. Wasn't Chloe the main character in this one? Yeah. Well, just the fact that Yasmin had the plotline of kind of being the the real one per yeah. se because she was like ditched by, <laughs> Sosh by Chloe. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. She was ditched, and then she kind of has the, like, sad wah-wah part. She's the one
1: who's like, my best friend left me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny.
0: Like, I mean, it's close. It's not like I think she's, like, far and away the protagonist, but I kind of felt that way in the live-action brats, too. Yes. Like, she gets the down-to-earth sort of bullied plot line <laughs> she's the victim yeah
1: i wonder Although if jade
0: is also majorly a victim i guess in this one with the
1: tweevels right yeah. oh my god yeah i feel like the one who gets the least attention is sasha
0: yeah i just remember jade was my favorite uh doll
1: yeah And was was yours Chloe? I liked Yasmin. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe, it was always like the, like, you got to have the blonde one, Mm -hmm. you know? But Yasmin was always just really pretty.
0: Yeah, really. And oh my God, the prom Sasha we had. (gasps) Slay. That was actually probably the best doll It was the best one, yeah. Yeah, she had like light blue... A light blue two-piece dress, light blue strappy heels, and yeah. the makeup was so Yes, good. and she also
1: had, like, a gauzy shawl. Yeah. It was, like, this really pretty shade of blue, and, like, her hair was just great, and she came in the same pack as our prom guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was beautiful. That was probably actually our best doll. Okay, my good things, if there's anything you didn't uh, touch already, there were some actually really funny lines, like, well-written lines, like, when she sneezed and said... I'm having an out of the blue arterial explosion.
0: I think I just had an out of the blue arterial explosion.
1: The puking on the airplane and the way they edited the puking when it was like, puk,
0: puk, puk. terrifying. Like,
1: I thought that was really funny.
0: So many weird edits and the animation only makes it more funny. Yes. I definitely am going to make a compilation.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot For of sure. really weird shit. Um, I thought it was really funny when the English guy renamed Yasmin as Peaches. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole nickname running thing. I fucking hate those nicknames, which I'm sure we'll get to. Another one of my favorite moments was when uh, when Chloe's walking home from the date she's betrayed on and one of her shoes falls off and then she looks down at her foot and just <laughs> keeps walking. It's like, you didn't need to leave your shoe there. Like it didn't break. It just fell off your foot. And of course, like they're in the mall at the beginning. That's amazing. Chloe being a great skateboarder is good for feminism. The soundtrack is great. I feel like that's all the good things. And I also thought that pins was a funny name yeah. for the club.
0: Oh yeah, I, I kind of appreciated the fact that they were trying to bring some sort of love and appreciation for like a for like a punk style. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fake model photos, were literally the best thing I've ever
1: seen. They were great.
0: Yeah, they're animated photos, and so and they're supposed to be like high fashion, and it was
1: like candid men in (laughs) telephone booths with mohawks. Yes, it was so funny. Yes, I thought that. To me, the whole punk focus feels very like Avril Lavigne
0: inspired. I mean, it is. It's just I can't (laughs) even begin to dissect the levels of wrong. Of the Tweevils, it, it's like not even human. Like I watch them, and I'm like, "What is this? What is this?" It's,
1: it's yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of like mean popular girls on one hand, but they're like not popular. They're more like the stepsisters in Cinderella story. Yeah, that's why I'm saying they have so many wires crossed. Yeah, it's crazy. But then they're also like. It's, like, why are we demonizing plastic surgery to, like, 10-year-olds? Yeah. And I feel like it was supposed to be, like, a riff or a joke on, like, Paris Hilton, like, that vibe. But, like... Yeah, it was. It just feels, like, a little bit, I don't know, like too early for that for kids and and
0: it's not like they just have bandages on their nose and they never talk about it they talk about it constantly it's
1: really the only thing the one girl says and
0: there's so much suggestion of eating disorders as well between the boss who's like I only eat greens or whatever (laughs) and the girls who like go to the bathroom
1: at certain times like they're in the bathroom like a weird amount
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. And also, this is another situation of there is just no way the brats would ever be unpopular. Like what this whole rivalry that they have going. Yeah. Between the Tweevils and the brats, it's like we don't know what the general public thinks about them. We don't know <laughs> about the brats? what the rest of the population of like their high school oh, thinks about them. Yeah. Yeah. We only know what the Tweevils think, and I'm like, I want to know what the general perception is. Do they think that the Brats are like? You're like, I need snub. a survey. Are they like exclusive and, and they're annoying because they're like this tight knit friend group that won't include won't them. include anyone or what? Because they look cool, so I don't really get the Tweevils look cool. No, the Brats. Do. Oh, and the Tweevils are like your losers, and it's like,
1: no, they're not. It's confusing. It's confusing. <laughs> I did think, speaking of the tweebles though, just for one second, I thought it was really funny when the boss was like, we're going to get this done, even if it kills you, like to them. I was like, instead of it, even if it kills me.
0: Oh yeah. I thought yeah, that was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sasha, Chloe, Jade, Yasmin, they're all supposed to represent different like racial groups, mm-hmm. but they all have the same face.
1: Yeah. just different colors. They have
0: different skin tones <laughs> yes. and the same face. So I think overall, (laughs) it's not necessarily a net negative for for society, like for the world or for young girls, but it definitely is extremely noticeable. Well, none of them
1: look particularly human. Human.
0: Yeah. And because it's like they look removed from humanity already, it's (laughs) kind of like we're not mad about it necessarily, but... In the animated version, they just it is copy and paste, you know, their yeah. faces really are the same. Yes. And I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah.
1: Getting getting away from the social commentary aspect for a second, I think it's so bold of them to somehow shove a, we're launching our own magazine plot line in with a, we're going to be rock stars plot line. Couldn't yeah. that have been two different movies? <laughs> like, why did it have to be one? Wouldn't you want to spread the wealth? You know?
0: I think, well, I mean, just the even the logistics and the the, <laughs> the, the logistics of any
1: of them knowing how to play an instrument are shaky at best. I know, and they all have guitars. Yeah, it's not... It's like, what, you're going to have four guitars? It's
0: not, like, real no, in any way. The rock part of
1: it. The rock angels part of it.
0: I think... No. Because the problem is that... The, I think, like, canonically,
1: the doll's interest... <laughs> you amount that we've said canonically. <laughs> it's so
0: funny. interest in magazines and fashion is totally there.
1: You mean their passion? Yeah, totally. They're so, the only girls with a passion yeah. for fashion. So, when I'm, so it's like this...
0: They have to do address that and then shoehorn in something that they can create a new doll line
1: off right. of. Right. So like And like magazine executive isn't enough? They couldn't have like no, executive realness brats doll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. I would be interested in that. They never their did tape. that with
0: brats. They never did profession.
1: It was no, always like they a were type sluts. of party girl. And <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm that's just saying amazing. Yeah. like it was never was about never that. that.
1: Nurse brats or no. pregnant brats. I mean, at some point, they're probably not pregnant. Nurse.
0: Not pregnant, but at some point, I wonder if there's Halloween brats. Yeah, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there are. That's a party. <laughs>
1: I'm but sure like, there I are. wonder what their costumes were if they were spooky or if they were slutty or both. Probably both. They
0: were never not slutty. No, but I'm saying,
1: <laughs> were they ever like sexy nurse? Even if they were, that would be a costume. Like, they just like weren't. They weren't but employed. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying that if they wore a sexy nurse costume, that would just be funny because that's like very intentional. <laughs> Wait, what like you? IRL sluts wear sexy nurse uh, costumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it it's was just... true to life. Yes, yeah,
0: true to life. Yeah. I was watching a compilation of Bratz commercials and there was one that was just like... Wild, like really? they basically, yeah, it was just like Bratz wild. And for so, I forget what the exact name was, but they're all in like animal looking, yeah, things. And literally, the commercial was just like drums, like it was very creepy. Ooh. It was like,
1: like, tr-
0: <laughs> like, tribalist.
1: That sounds problematic. It,
0: it, I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah. Bratz wasn't afraid to go there because they had this brand of acceptance as far as like. I don't know about acceptance, but diversity, I guess. Because Barbie is known for being white. All the Barbie brand has that problem that they have to overcome. And Bratz mm. was the the antidote to that. Like, yeah. And so because of that, they could just make the wildest brands like Tokyo a go-go. <laughs> they could yeah. make the wildest lines.
1: So much creativity.
0: Yeah. Tokyo
1: a go-go. Yeah. I haven't thought about that shit in so long. I Just, I wouldn't have thought of it either. <laughs> Summon that but from your brain.
0: It was because I was watching this ad compilation. Oh, so I saw all this stuff that I wouldn't have been able to think of. That makes on my own. Um, yeah, so they would they could take one of the dolls and like exploit their culture, their dolls. Specifically. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Chloe's is soccer, yeah. Chloe's uh.
0: culture is soccer, <laughs> actually. Well, in the live action, it is, yeah, I'm just but as. In the doll form, I remember that Yasmin had a soccer outfit and I loved that. Mm. The braids and it was like an orange skirt and a navy. Oh
1: my God. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The braids were so cute too. Mm -hmm. I remember that work. I have a good overall statement. So I think my favorite thing about this movie is that it truly feels like you are eavesdropping on some kids playing with breaths, <laughs> Because yeah. the story is so all over the place and it's so lacking in conflict. Like, it's just win after win after win. Yeah. It's shitting on the tweevels. Like, it's very imaginative and, like, fantastical. And I think that it would encourage some fun, if not slightly problematic, playtime scenarios. Yeah, which,
0: it's going to happen. You know, <laughs> we've been there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We did that kind of play as kids yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think, as we've kind of discussed before, that sort of thing probably affected you more than it did me in terms of how you thought about other girls in school. Mm-hmm. Like, from the whole, like, nemesis thing. Like, you yeah. you felt like you just always
1: had... I also just love drama, and I've always yeah. loved drama.
0: I, I think that it's over mostly harmless as long as the child knows not to be a bully in real life.
1: Yeah. I also <laughs> think there's a difference between talking shit and like actively ruining a classmate's life. Like, yeah,
0: I, I'm just talking about the difference between, you know, like, like we knew not to be bullies in school, but would we talk behind someone's back? Probably. Yeah. But who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm of the theory that gossip is actually good. Same. <laughs> Literally, like, I mean, there's a difference between being malicious and then just like getting enjoyment from like
1: storytelling, talking about, yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I do just want to say, I do not think that there is a, <laughs> I don't think that there is like a legitimate pipeline. I mean, me
0: either, not that serious. It's not that serious. It's not, but. It's fun to think about.
1: Yeah. I mean, media does not does not exist in a vacuum. And that's like yeah. one of the things we talk about the most.
0: You know, there are lots of parents that wouldn't let their kids have brats.
1: Yes. Which to me is stupid because it only makes them want it more.
0: I, again, I'm just kind of surprised we had so many of them. And just considering like the awareness that our mom had about like sexiness aimed at children. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Well, and look at us now. We turned out to know. be huge sluts, and <laughs> it's totally because of rats. So
0: yeah, I think ge- generally <laughs> speaking, parents will overthink that. Yeah, kind of thing. And if your kid grad uh, <laughs> gravitates towards something, it's n- <laughs> probably for p- it's because it's for they're pure a <laughs> reasons. Like it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Cause they look cool. They look cool, and they're very um, they're just fun to look at.
1: Yeah, agreed. So is it worthwhile? I
0: mean, no, because the dolls are worthwhile. I would say the dolls are worthwhile and this component is like not.
1: Yes. But it's It's not good either. There are some funny moments, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have found it funny if I watched it when I actually was the right age for it. Now I think it's funny because it looks crazy. Yeah.
1: There were some clever lines, I thought. But I never thought animation really was funny. You were never that girl. No. You didn't like animation. We hope all of you rock angels out there appreciated (laughs) this one. Thank you, Joey, for contributing. Yes, thank you, Joey, as always. We will link to all of their social media in the description. And also, we do have merch still. (laughs) Yeah, we have merch. Someone (laughs) ordered a trucker hat recently. Yeah,
0: and I was like, whoa. Shout out to Vince. Yeah. (laughs) Wherever you
1: are out there. (laughs) Thank you so much. I personally wore my sweatshirt ragged and might buy myself another one because. Yeah, you should. It's truly ragged. We love you. Thank you for being here today, as they say in Princess Diaries. And we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover-cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at twopinkpictures.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at sleepover cinema, and post a full video version of each episode on YouTube and Facebook every Thursday.
0: And if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share an episode or two with a few friends.
1: Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman and has theme music by Josh Perlman Hall. Our executive producer is Michael D'Eloia.
0: Leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next or leave us one because you like us and it's good for the algorithm and we need it. We'll chat again soon. Bye.
1: for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.